I recently switched out my winter wardrobe with my summer clothes. Do you do this too? Each time I have the opportunity to take stock of what I have, what I use, what I need to donate, and what gaps I'd like to fill. One of the funnest ways I've loved to fill those gaps is through Armoire, a clothing rental membership that can help you build the perfect summer wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your online closet. The styles show up to your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles that help fill those wardrobe gaps without the major investment or commitment. For my first case from Armoire, I chose mostly summer dresses from Bowdoin, a brand I can't typically afford, and the chicest double-breasted black blazer from Paige that has honestly surprised me in its versatility. I have loved having more options in my summer wardrobe without the pressure of keeping them forever, and I've already been building out my online closet with Armoire, so I know what I want for my next case. For you expecting mamas, those working or style obsessed who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 269, How Confirmation Bias Can Shift Your Health Habits. So I have what I think is a huge love-hate relationship with agency. And I'm sure you know what this is. It's a gift that we each have to make our own choices. So spiritually, this gift of agency is one of the biggest things I connect with, the right to choose. But even with that spiritual appreciation, like the actual literal translation of this in our day-to-day lives, making choices that truly align with who we are can honestly feel sometimes like a little bit of a curse because each day, moment to moment, and oftentimes several times a moment, we come face to face with how this agency plays out and the effects of them. And it's so easy to lose sight of what really matters when the choices seem so insignificant. But the little choices that we make truly do hold big effects on us. And if you are not sure about this, I just want you to take a quick pause right here and reflect just a minute on pre-COVID-19 life. Right now, we have a built-in contrast happening on just how much the small choices we make affect us, from our ability to get a good night's rest or binge on Netflix, to taking a walk or surfing Instagram, 
and two, eating a nourishing full meal or quickly grabbing what's close and easy. Those small choices make a big difference. So I am certain that a lot of why the season of our lives feels especially hard right now is because of the small ways we have not been able to show up for ourselves like we have in the past. The small ways that we have drifted in our choices that used to be so easy and now aren't. Like, should I exercise? Should I eat? Should I not eat healthy? Should I, whatever. It's just a little harder now. And we can see, truly see, how those little things affect the bigger picture. So the last almost two months, we have been talking about be healthy. That's been our theme. Right when people are likely feeling anything but in so many ways. So as we end this theme together, I want to teach you an incredible mindset that is coupled with science that will help you get back on track with making choices that support your mental, physical, and spiritual health. And here is a little spoiler for you. It's called That's Like Me. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packard, and I don't want you to just listen to this show. I want it to change you. This community of progressors empowers women to take on radical growth via sustainable changes. Are you motivated and ready to grow in your identity, purpose, and productivity? You can when you remember that life is about progress, not perfection. So I haven't brought this up on the podcast yet, but June is my birthday month. I just turned 34 a week ago, and I said this on Instagram, and I'd love to share it here too. If this podcast has meant anything to you, if it's helped you in any way, the best thing you can do to say thank you and return the favor as sort of as a birthday gift to me is to leave a rating and a review. Now, anywhere you can do this is great, but it especially counts extra extra on iTunes and Apple podcasts. And in addition to that, just sharing the show does wonders. Word of mouth is how this podcast grows. So what I've been doing just the past week, and I'll do the rest of June, is I'm going to just flood our community with little thank you gifts in return for the gift you give me of ratings and reviews and shares. So I can't guarantee every single person who does will get something, but if I notice a good comment here and there, a rating and review that I'd love to share, I'm doing this at least once a day, I would love to be able to say thank you back to you. So get on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and a review, which I always read and I get so much great feedback from on what to do with the show. And also share the show. And if you do that, take a screenshot and share it with me so I can say thank you both literally and figuratively. Thank you so much for supporting the show. It means everything to me. And one last thing, next week is our Dear Progressor episode. And you know, last month or the last time we did a theme, we just got one one submission. And I would love so many more. What have you learned about being healthy in your mind and in your body and your spirituality that you would like to share with us? How have you learned this in your own personal life? How have you learned this from the podcast? It's so easy to submit your voice note. Go to aboutprogress.com slash be on the show to learn how. And I would love to have those submissions as soon as we can. Thanks so much, guys. Now, right out the gate, I want to be super clear with you. In times of chaos like now, you can't fit your old life into your current one. Now, as with all things here that we do with About Progress, perfection is not the goal. Growth is. 
But you living up to your values and supporting yourself where you can with growth in mind, that's what we do here. So no need to pile on the guilt and shame here. If that contrast I mentioned before with pre-COVID life and post-COVID life is extra heavy and apparent to you right now, if you are feeling extra, extra, the shift in your habits about how they are affecting you, don't make this even worse by assuming that you are faulty, like especially faulty and broken and that you can only fix things by going after all or nothing. That's just going to lead to another burnout. I just wanted you to keep that in mind while we discuss how confirmation bias can be used to help you shift your habits. Okay, so we're going to be swinging back our habits now, but not in the all or nothing framework, which only leads to burnout and more shame. And I'll tell you why in just a moment too. So let's talk about shifting our habits. When people think about shifting their habits, Most of the time, they set themselves up to fail for many reasons, but here is the biggest one, in my opinion. They are starting at the end instead of starting at the beginning. Let me explain. So let's do this with an example. So take sleeping better for our example here. Let's say this person wants to work on their sleep habits and get to bed earlier. So what they do is they start with the end in mind. Well, I'm going to go to bed at this time and I'm going to do all the research about what tricks and tips I can have to get myself to bed earlier. And they have all these systems and plans in place and maybe they do well for a night or more, but it doesn't stick for the long haul because they're focusing too much on the how, but they didn't start with the who. (laughs) You're like, what? What do you mean? So I'm going to tell you what I mean. When you are working on your habit shifting, you actually start with your identity. Once you know who you are and who you want to be, then you have the foundation you need to connect your values to that identity, meaning what's important to you. And once you know what those values are, then you can bring the energy to the table that is required for you to then work on your habits. It's a chain, so you work on your identity, which helps you connect to your values, which helps you work on your energy, which helps which helps you work on your habits. And this is, by the way, something that I have been learning intensely with my own coaching program that I'm in called Optimize. Um, and I've loved it so much. Um, and this has been really profound for me and shifted a lot of things too. So let's take that sleep example again. Instead of coming at this habit shift only from the external standpoint of what you want in the end, This person would instead need to think about the identity they want that supports the habit they want to shift. And with that, once you're able to do that, it's kind of the chicken, the egg thing. Like it's not that you don't work on your habits, but you also have to have identity as part of the habit formation. It's the most important part, in fact. So an identity for this person who wants to work on sleep could be, here's some options for you. I am a person who prioritizes sleep. Sleep is important to me. I am an early to bed and early to rise woman. Those are just some examples here. Now, I've mentioned the past month or so, uh, the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. And he talks about this, that if you want to work on habits, what you actually do is need to start with your identity. And he said this about a runner. Instead of just thinking about, well, in order for me to go from a couch to 5K, here's my plan. Here's all of the different like tips and tricks I need. You have to start thinking of yourself as a runner first. And then as you do that, you act the part 
of a runner. Because when you when you have that identity, I'm going to explain more about the science behind this in just a moment, but when you have the identity, you are more prone to act the part. It's science. So just think about this. If you are trying to work on your sleep habits, but you identify yourself as a night owl or not a morning person, then you will not be as inclined to connect with habits that are the exact reverse of that identity. It will be an even bigger struggle because it won't feel like you. It will feel like you're always pushing against who you are. And there is something to say. I've just used the sleep example because it relates so much to what I've been working on. But you know what? If if your season of life right now is not to work on that, don't worry about it. Think about your own health habit that you have in mind. Or if you know your own cycles of when energy is best for you during a day and you are naturally night uh, owl and that you like to wake up later, it's okay. You do you. That was just my example for you. Let's bring in the science here so we can understand why this identity piece is so important. And it's called confirmation bias. This is something I have loved to learn about. And I've learned about it from a few different places. I can't even remember where I first learned about it a few years ago, but it's come up for me in so many different ways. Confirmation bias is where you have beliefs in your mind. And as humans, your brains are wired to seek for evidence constantly that support your beliefs and your thoughts. So you are constantly scanning. You are scanning the room, your environment, your life experiences, everything that's happening to you as a way to confirm the bias in your mind, meaning the beliefs and the identities and the thoughts that you are having. Now, confirmation bias can translate to a lot of things that aren't personal development related, but it also translates to personal development here because you will keep looking for evidence that support the facts and you have in your mind with your identity. Again, you will keep looking for evidence to support the identity you have of yourself in your mind. If you are constantly saying, I am not dependable, you will find evidence that supports that. You will track every time you're late for an event or you forget a meeting and make that be the evidence that speaks to that hard identity. And it'll be really difficult for you to see your way out of that identity. What if you're like, I hate exercising. That's your identity. You will only see evidence that lines up with that. You'll be like, man, I tried a high fitness class and it was terrible. Or, you know, I ran three miles and I threw up. And you're only seeing the evidence that supports that belief that you hate exercising when really you're not able to see other evidence that maybe you just like exercising in different ways. But it's hard to see around that identity of I hate exercising because you're only seeing the evidence that supports that belief. This can also translate to things like, I am lazy, I am a procrastinator. It usually starts with an I here, okay? So we all have these identities. We have these ways that we believe in ourselves, um, things we believe about ourselves, and we will constantly use confirmation bias, just naturally not even thinking about it. It's how our brains are wired to find evidence to support those identities. So how do we reverse these identities? Do we lie to ourselves? No. Do we become Pollyanna? (laughs) No. It's not as easy as flipping a switch and suddenly we have this new identity and the habits and choices that support those identities. No, 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 no. You are human. It's not going to be as easy as just deciding the new identity. But you can still use the science to your benefit as part of the mindset transition that you're going through. So first what you do. So again, we're coupling mindset with science. It's super cool. So first decide on the identity that you want that you want. It doesn't have to be what you have, but it's what you want, but you still ground it in truth. So instead of saying, I'm a great sleeper, if you're not, 
you can say something like, I prioritize my sleep. I'm someone who prioritizes my sleep. That doesn't mean you do it perfectly. It doesn't mean you're naturally going to bed super early or waking up early, but it's the way you're working on it. So it's not the exact opposite of where you are now. It is still aspirational, but it's grounded in truth. So again, when you are trying to decide on a health identity or any identity for that matter, but we're talking about health specifically for this theme, you want it to be both aspirational and grounded in in truth. So once you have decided on that identity, then you look for opportunities to make choices that line up with that identity. So this is a moment to moment thing. It's not going to be like one week you decide every day I'm going to do X, Y, Z to support this identity. Although you can you know, work on maybe this time of day, I'm going to do this that lines up with identity. But usually it's a moment to moment opportunity. You find them in the moment. You can't plan ahead as much for many of these things. Um, So you look for opportunities to make choices that line up with the identity. And then this is where I'm going to tell you the best part, I think. When you make a single choice in a moment that resonates with the identity that you have selected for yourself, you say to yourself, that's like me. That's who I am. You use those choices as evidence to prove that this is who you are. You are a runner. You are a health nut. You are someone who loves to exercise, who prioritizes their sleep. You are someone who cares for whatever it is you're trying to care about. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, this does not translate perfectly again. That's like me is not for every time you do 10 out of 10 things right when you're working on a habit shift. It's any moment where you make a choice that lines up with the identity you want to have any moment and in any degree even. Let me give you an example. Since I've been using sleep as the low, um, I guess the overarching value um, and habit this entire episode, let's just keep going with that. So last night, I was avoiding my sleep like a champ. (laughs) I was going back to my old habits that I have still been working on for years. I was avoiding working on this episode, in fact. And instead, I found myself searching for homes in England to rent out, you know, as one does in the middle of a global pandemic with a travel ban. Um, So I was searching for these homes and I recognized that I was drifting back to my old habits of a procrastinator of sleep, of being a night owl. And for me, that was something that I wanted to shift with the identity. It was who I wanted to be, to be someone who went to bed early and woke up early. So I could see that I was shifting more back to the identity of being a night owl. And I also knew that I would regret that as soon as my eyes opened up the next morning. So while it wasn't my, you know, 
bedtime goal of 10 to 1030. Um, maybe it was like, t- I think it was around 1040, 1045. In that moment, I didn't say, oh man, I'm the worst. I I never do what I say I'm going to do. I, I always flake out on myself. I always forget. I procrastinate this and I'm just the worst at going to bed. No, instead I recognized, hey, it's 1040 and I would like to get to bed. So I chose to close my computer, get in my PJs, wash my face and go to bed. And each of those little choices were that's like me moments. Each of those little choices, even getting on my pajamas and going to bed, even if I haven't brushed my teeth or like done my planner routine or anything like that, just even the baseline of getting to bed, even when I didn't feel like it, I could point to it and say, that's like me. I prioritize my sleep even when I don't feel like it. I do the things I say I'm going to do. Again, was it perfect? No. But doing that still acts as evidence to the identity I want to have of someone who does what does what she says she's going to do, of course, but even just with that smaller habit of sleep. And again, moment to moment, you continue to find more evidence because of the choices you are making that support the identities you want to have. Now with this, you absolutely can couple wise habit formation practices. And I would, I know I could spend a whole hour talking about that, but all I'll say is you are going for small wins here with habit formation. You are not doing all or nothing. Okay. So let's just talk about how to set you up for some success here in terms of using, using confirmation bias to help your health habits shift. Um, okay. So what is a number one health-based habit that you are noticing the big contrast in, meaning the thing you are recognizing is missing the most in your life and affecting you the most. Maybe it's your sleep. Maybe it's your spiritual study or your exercise, honoring your hunger or fullness. Maybe it's meditation. Just choose one of those health-based habits for now and preferably the one that will make the biggest difference. Don't overthink this. Don't do all at once. Don't guilt or shame yourself. Don't think, well, this person does that one. No. What is the one that will make the biggest difference for you? And then with that health habit, I want you to decide what is an identity you can choose to match that habit. So maybe it's a meditator. I'm a scriptorian. I'm a health nut. I'm an intuitive eater. I'm a hiker. Whatever it is, I'm a yogi. Okay. So choose an identity to match that. Now what I'm going to ask you to do is imagine someone with that identity who is living in a pandemic. They recognize that the level of their habits have had to shift, but they still have these identities and habits that support those identities, even if it's not at the level they used to be. They are still that kind of person. They still hold those identities. What we call this in my Optimize coaching program is They are striving for the best within confines of reality. That's what we do as people who are not reaching for perfection, but we're reaching to optimize our lives. We are striving for the best within the confines of reality. So that's what these people can do. A yogi can know that they can't do a full half hour to hour practice, but they can do 10 minutes. Someone who honors their intuitive eating might know that they sometimes are drifting to not listening to when they're hungry because things are a little crazy around the house, but they are still striving to take, create some space to notice when they are over hungry and feed themselves. So again, it's not perfection. It's, it's striving for the best within the confines of reality. And that is what you can do. You can 
adopt the identity you want to have, even a pandemic-related identity of this larger identity you want to have, and then start making from moment to moment small choices that support that identity. And then again, when you do, point to that choice and say, that's like me. That is me. Affirm the identity. You find the evidence thanks to confirmation bias, and then you let it affirm the identity you want to have, and then you build and build and build that evidence until in time, you will find that many of your choices, many of your choices, not just a few of them, align with that greater identity you want to have, and even more than in the past. And what's even greater in time, so much of those choices will now be habitual, meaning you won't have to use your willpower to make them happen. They'll just be subconscious. Now, here's one other one way I want to just emphasize confirmation bias. If you've ever heard of positive reinforcement in parenting or in teaching, when I was a teacher, that's where I first learned about it. And it didn't make sense to me because I grew up with teachers saying, don't do that. Don't do this. Stop that. Um, There wasn't a ton of, well, and I'm sure my best teachers were using this innately. But when I was trained as a teacher, it wasn't something that came up all the time. It wasn't until I was in the classroom, in the practice, and learning from my fellow colleagues about positive reinforcement that I learned that highlighting the positive and noticing the evidence of kids who were trying and pointing it out to them and basically saying to them, that's like you. You are a kid who hands in your homework, even though for six weeks prior they didn't. I would try to instead emphasize, that's like you. You do this right. Oh, wow, that's like you. You listen when I ask you to do something. That's like you. You help someone in the class who is struggling. That's like you. That's positive reinforcement we do with our children. We do it with our friends. Do it for yourself. Positively reinforce the ways that you are standing up and you are being the person you want to be, even in the smallest of moments. Identify it for yourself. Say, that's like me. Affirm the identity that you want to have. You can see I'm getting passionate about this. But we can. We can change. We can change our habits, yes. But we have to start with changing our identity or else those habits will not stick. They will not last. They will not be sustainable if you don't believe in a greater identity that supports those habits and that the habits, again, support the identity. They work together. I want to recap with uh, this with you if it was just a little bit uh, a lot, and that's okay if it was, because you're probably going to hear me talk about this again in different ways. So again, if you want to work on your choices, meaning your habits, you start with your identity. When you know who you are and who you want to be, that's your identity, you will know the values, the things that matter to you. When you know your values, then you can work on bringing the energy you need to support your choices. And when you have the right mental and physical energy that are brought to those choices, then those choices can better align back to that identity. See how it's a circle? And with this, there's like this undercurrent of confirmation bias that will help you find the evidence that support your mindset of what you want. That's like me. Last note, you do not have to wait. I said this in the introductory episode, so go back and listen to that. It's back in May. I did an intro for the theme, and I I said this then. I'm going to say it now again. You do not have to wait to achieve something in order to adopt an identity. You can be that person right here, right now. Choose the identity you you want to have. Believe in it. Start acting the part in moment-to-moment opportunities that might be imperfect but are there and then support that identity with a that's like me statement. 
Well, that's it for confirmation bias. And that's like me with uh, supporting shifting your habits. You might have noticed that this episode was released on Friday instead of Wednesday. And actually, it's not a gross per episode. This is a full episode. Um, I meant to release it. I actually have never missed another Wednesday except besides the time my um, baby was in the hospital due to complications for surgery. So I just wanted you to know, (laughs) I didn't forget about you. But I had to recognize that I was not in a good place to just sit down and record things off the fly. I I wanted this episode to be really well thought out and prepared for you. So because of that, I thought, well, let's just delay it till Friday. It's going to be okay. But let me tell you why I'm telling you all of this now. I need a break. I just need a break. Um, lots have been happening in our family. Of course, I know there's so much going on for all of us right now with COVID-19, with world upheaval and everything that we are facing. I hear you. I'm with you on that. Um, we've also moved in the middle of this and we're feeling a little displaced, although I'm, I'm grateful to have landed in the basement of my parents, but I know that I need to focus on my kids and I also need to focus on my own creativity. So I have the energy we talked about energy, right? I have have the energy I need to be there for my kids and to be there for my for my membership um, group as well. Um, so I am going to take July off and I am going to concentrate on what is coming next for us um, with my family, with the membership group, the Strive Tribe, and my own coaching program, which I'm a part of. Like I'm not telling you something that you can be a part of. This is a coaching program I'm in right now. I want to really double down and focus on that. So I will not be as um, active like on Facebook and Instagram the next month in July, but I will still be releasing episodes. However, I'm not releasing a new theme and I'm not releasing new episodes. So for four weeks, you are going to hear some of the best episodes that we have had in the almost 270 episodes we've done up to this point. I know that some of you have been here from day one, but probably 90% of you were not. So we're going to go back in the olden days and reach into some the best episodes I have. One of my very favorites is Corey Connors. And it's talking about how you have to um, allow for some mess in your life in order to have some creativity and joy, which I really love. I'm going to do Natalie Norton about how to get out of, fu- of a funk, which I think we all could use and more. So again, no theme for, for July, um, but definitely some of the best encore episodes will be there for you. Now, before we go here, I want to ask you to, again, submit a Dear Progressor episode because we still have one more episode this month, and that's that next week. You can go to aboutprogress.com slash be in the show to figure out how to do that. And a final reminder for you, even it's scary to take off time in July, honestly, because our numbers in June have been phenomenal. It's like last June, everyone dropped off because school was out and people were like, wow, I can't keep up. And now everyone's like, yes, homeschooling's done. I can finally do stuff for myself. I'm like, this is probably not an opportune time to take a break from the podcast myself because everyone's like showing up here and ready to learn now. And they weren't for a few months, but now you are. But I know I need to do this for myself and my family. So because of that, I'm going to ask you to, you know, Still stick around and listen because you will love these episodes. But if you could do me an extra favor, I have used the word extra, by the way, so much this episode. I apologize. I don't know why, but it just keeps coming out. If you can do me a favor and share the show, it doesn't have to be publicly. Text it to a friend. Tell a friend about it. Word word of mouth. Email it to a family member. You can always do it publicly too. I might not be as active on Instagram, but you can still share it there and tag me. So if I hop on there on a day or two, I can still say hi and thank you. Um, but I need your support that way. If you can, um, please share the podcast. I'd be so appreciative. And again, the rest of June, I'm going to shower you guys with thank you gifts as all that you do for all that you do to support me and this podcast. I feel so lucky to be doing this for my work. I feel so lucky for how it's changed me and how I hope it's changed you. And 
and the community that we've created together. I'm honored to be here every single episode. So thank you very much. That's it for us today, friends. Keep growing and remember life is about progress, not perfection. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.